Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got Hello everyone and welcome to episode 93 of Two Slips in a Gully. I am joined by both of my co-hosts today. Hello. Yeah, I made it, finally. <laughs> what are our names? <laughs> After 93 episodes, if you don't remember the names I've given you, then there's no hope in carrying on. I've, I've forgotten my name, it's been a long day. called me a lots of stuff over the years, but I, I think I remember. Captain Gary, how are you? Welcome I, back. I'm good, thank you, thank you. It's nice to be back. It's nice to finally sort of step away from work and, and actually do something different. I'm getting and talking about the cricket. What about you, Glenn? How are you? Yeah, good. I'm good. Can't call me captain anymore. No, uh, no, we can't. We've had a bit of a change. Yes. Well, our our season is actually going to start uh, tomorrow from when we record this, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for me and Glenn, um, there were some uh, personnel issues, namely that we didn't have enough of them. <laughs> yeah. And um, and we weren't able to enter our team into our competition. So um, mm. Gary's club has very graciously given us a home. So yeah. we've jumped over to go and play in their second grade side. So we're all one big happy Redback family now. We are. Yeah. We are. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll be a little bit more successful than the South Australian Redbacks going at the moment. Oh, we are. We are. <laughs> but yes, that's a big change. Smiling. Gary's smiling like this was his plan all along. <laughs> He's oh. Slowly been <laughs> kneecapping our players. Yeah. I've had to kill a lot of people to get me. <laughs> Busy with work in yeah, commas. Yeah. Mm. Um and so it's been a big change. I mean, I've been at the club our club for for ten years. I think you're were you nine or ten? I think we, we joined at the same time. Yes. I believe we both had our 10-year last, last year. Yeah, so a decade playing for for our club. and So it was a bit of sweet moment having to acknowledge at the last minute that we weren't really going to get a run with, with our team. We went left it to the 11th hour really to try and put it together and it never came about. And then, yeah, 
mm. we've made the move over and well I, I was I was really sad to hear that your, your club couldn't couldn't put a team together for for uh, seconds it's really bad yeah um, but uh, I'm also glad that you guys are actually going to get to play I'm sure there would have been a few clubs put their hands up to take a few more players um, mm. but we were more than happy to sort of yeah. Stick our hand out and come over here. Well, I, actually did start, <laughs> I actually did start at the Redbacks. Yeah, some of the guys uh, did remember that training. <laughs> um, they certainly remembered during games over the years oh, gone yeah, by. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yep. Copped a fair bit of uh, yeah the verbal. I wasn't good enough to cop too much verbal. <laughs> I went under the radar. I remember we I played a game against you, Glenn, and um, the captain at the time. You'd clearly played for for Redbacks before, and I I'd never played with you. Mm. Um, and the, and my, I think my, my captain said to you that, um, "What are you doing, Glenn? Because you were batting really well that day. Mm. You never did this for us when you were here, mate." Yeah. And yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Was that the game when Glenn probably nicked about fifteen, four yep. or five yep. separate shots through the slips in the space of about four overs, and yep. your captain just moved the one slip to wherever Glenn nicked it. I'll start, give me a second and a half, and he hits it right past it. All right, make it a first, and he hits it wide of second. Oh, move there. I think it might have been, actually. No, I think it was that. I I was square leg umpiring at the time, and I'm like, why would he not just put a second slip in? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, glory days. Oh, they just... <laughs> um, so, as you may have, uh, if you've been listening to a few of our episodes uh, recently, we're going through our nervous 90s, and in celebration of that, we've been talking about the two most prolific 90 getters in Australian Test cricket history, which are obviously the very famous Michael Slater, who's been dismissed nine times in the 90s, and Steve Waugh, who was dismissed eight times in the 90s, but also had two not outs. So, you know, mm. Slater did his in 76 matches, which is pretty impressive, <laughs> considering it uh, Sachin Tendulkar is the all-time leader on 200 Test matches, and uh, Steve Waugh did his in, what, 156 or whatever it was yeah. he did. So, yeah. you know, Slater had a, had a knack for getting in the 90s, so mm. The 19, out of the 19 separate times that these two players made it to the 90s and didn't get any further, would you believe that not one of them was 93? Oh, really? So I knew, I, well, I, I kind of, I, I was just thinking that there's got to be a number because we've had multiple on some of the, the 90s. That, uh, yeah, yeah, so no 93, crossover there we are. No crossover. If, um, if they got to 93, <laughs> they, they didn't get out. They, yeah. they might have found a different number in the 90s. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we will continue our quest to, and highlight the times that they were so close but yet so far to making it to the big magical three figures. Well, is it is it really Next that bad? Because when you're on 93, you're still not one hit away. Like no, anything no. 94 and above, you, you sort of start to sort of, yes. especially if there's a spinner bowling, your eyes start one, to run. That's one shot, baby. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think I'd be a... Like, I, I don't think I'd be happy on 93 going, oh, well, I'm still two shots away from a test 100. It's not that bad when I come trudging off the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it'd still sting. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, so there is so much cricket going on. We're going to focus largely on the World Cup at the moment. Uh, we'll have a look at some of the other games that have gone by. Our last episode that we were in the midst of the preliminary rounds before the Super 12 matches. And, uh, well, I don't know if anyone from Namibia listens to our podcast, but uh, up until, 
you know, that podcast, we had a pretty good run going of about know, 40 episodes yeah, where yeah. what we said typically came to pass. We were mm. we were doing pretty well predicting what was going on. And then we sort of said that, you know, Namibia were, were very outclassed in their in their first game. And we thought, all right, well, these are the new guys of the tournament. They're going to show up. They're going to play with plenty of gusto. Yeah, they're going to have plenty yeah, of spirit. But, but the probably, Netherlands have gone well in the past. And, and Ireland's gone pretty well. I don't, just yeah. don't think that they're going to have quite the, uh, the polish to get through. And, uh, well, as it stands, we were very wrong about that as they went on and beat Ireland and beat the Netherlands, which were their first two World Cup victories ever, which was astonishing, made it through to the Super 12s, and they've won one of them as well. Yeah. And they also, uh, in doing that, they missed the most comical run out that I've ever seen. <laughs> that was, <laughs> Did yeah. you see that? The guy went for like two, and then there was overthrows, and they ran through, and there's going to be a run out. They ran. They threw it up the other end. Two guys at the same end, and they just yeah. completely missed the ball. If I didn't, if I didn't have like um, Ireland yeah. v Namibia at the bottom of the screen, I would have thought it was village cricket. It was yeah. pretty ordinary. But we'll get stuck into the World Cup and everything yeah. else that's happened right after this. Got it! Patrick ball. beautifully bowled. Well- the World Cup has gotten off to a an okay start. For the Australians, mm. uh, we'll talk about them first. When we delve into some of the other nations and how they've gone, so um, we took on South Africa in our first game of the World Cup. That was coming off uh, a wobbly, let's say wobbly warm-up games. Mm. There were certainly not a lot of ants, not a lot of questions answered in those warm-up games. Uh, so we come up playing against South Africa, and it starts off in just great going for the Australians. We had them reeling early. Hazelwood picking up. Uh, uh, Van der Dusen, I think, wasn't it? And then that comical dismissal of Quentin de Kock where he's tried to yeah, to pull unlucky. him and it's gone straight up in the air and then bounced back onto the stumps. Uh, Bowlers did a fantastic job. Uh, Adam Zampa was phenomenal in the middle. Uh, Misley, um, especially when once the, the big hitting left-handers were gone, really sort of settled into mm. into, a, into a good role. And just we sort of bullied... The, the South Africans, I think they got away a little bit. We probably didn't quite finish it off as perfectly as we would have liked, but it basically was 120. And we yeah, needed, I think... 118. We I think our fifth bowling option is letting us down a bit. Well, in that time, it was Glenn Maxwell. So Glenn Maxwell had a really good op- game as the as the fifth bowling option in that particular one. Uh, and the next game mm. against Sri Lanka, our fifth bowling option uh, didn't do a great job. But uh, that was one, I think, you, you could draw it up. What's mm-hmm. the perfect... What's our perfect 20 overs of bowling? I don't think Langer could have written a better story than what happened. No, no, I, th- I think they bowled really well. Uh, yeah, you're restricting a team to under a run of ball in a T20 in, and they came out. And, uh, yeah, we we made it made it as difficult as we could well, before we got, getting us over. Probably the shakiest top order of uh, any team, uh, at least the openers. Oh, Aaron Finch got a five-ball duck. Yeah. Like, that's... No, that's terrible. I mean, yeah, at some point he's got to score some runs, which we, we now know that in being from the future. Yeah, we are from that the future. He does, right. he does get some runs on the board. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, I yeah, mean, we've got it yeah. over a long period of time, and it's, yeah, how, how long can we carry this guy for? Yeah. Anyway. We've covered that. Dave, Dave, Dave Warner looked pretty good, actually. He, he played some really nice shots and was unlucky. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was a screamer of a oh, catch a they got him. At, um, 
But yeah, and that was really promising, and I think that helped carry into into the next game when we talk about the Sri Lanka one because he was phenomenal in that one. Um, Smith again was someone who was was powerfully unlucky. He and, and Maxwell sort of got together, and then later on Marcus Stoinis to sort of guide Australia out of trouble. And, and Smith was really starting to you know starting to swing. Starting to swing now, he'd gotten Australia into a, into a good position. He was feeling good. He just crashed one over the mid-wicket boundary, and then he tried again. And um, who was it? Uh, was it Markram? Aidan Markram took an absolute screamer running out there, full dive. I think he slid about 10 metres on the ground after he caught it. It was yeah, in his face. It was great. Smith couldn't <laughs> believe it. Um, Maxwell was a bit disappointed in Maxwell so far. He's had a really good IPL. Hmm. And he's just – he hasn't really done a great job for Australia in any of the games so far. I mean, he got himself into a pretty decent position in the against India after we lost a whole lot of wickets early in the warm-up game and then got himself out trying to reverse sweep. He missed three reverse sweeps in a row and then got himself out. And then this one played just an absolute dog of a shot straight after Smith got out uh, to Shamsi. And then Stoinis and Wade obviously got us home, which was, you know, pretty nail-biting. We only had two balls to spare, chasing down, you know, 118 to win. So would have yeah. felt would have felt good for Australia to finally get a, a, a genuine like, win. But I feel wouldn't. like Stoinis maybe answered a, a couple of questions, though, there, I've been, batting I've, in the middle. I've been very impressed with actually how Stoinis has gone about being the, the closer of this innings. Uh, I think it's been one of his big weaknesses. Mm. And and so far he's done a, a pretty good job. Like I don't think he's quite Andre Russell, Hardik Pandya, Ice that sort of level <laughs> yet. But he yeah. certainly is in that mould, and I, and I think that uh, that's a good spot for him. He, he he looks very clear of mind. Obviously his best moments have been at the top of the order in the BBL. Yeah. But he's not going to get that opportunity in Australia. And I think this looks like it's been some very good coaching. He knows what his role is, how he's going to go about it. And and he's executed. So I don't. You think could he probably really... argue that he made his mistakes in the West Indies and uh, Bangladesh, um, and he's kind of learned from it. Oh wait, well, Stoinis wasn't there. For he the wasn't ones. there. I'm thinking of uh, someone else. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, right. He was in the IPL. The uh, the big big uh, I think selection from that one obviously was uh, Ashton Agar missing out, uh, which obviously didn't hurt the Australians too much. Uh, but they did put a lot of pressure on the fact that uh, Glenn Maxwell, Mitchell Marsh, and Marcus Stoinis have to fill that role as a fifth bowler without Agar there, which worked very well in, in this game. Oh, Max, but, Maxwell bowled really well. Yeah, phenomenally. Got his four overs out of the way, did a great job. What was it, one for 20-something? Like, did a did an absolutely masterful job. One for 24. One for 24. And I think he went for two boundaries at the end of his... Yeah. Fourth over, which yeah. sort of blew that out a little bit, but uh, in um, the the latest game against Sri Lanka, Stoinis and Maxwell combined for twenty percent of Australia's overs and conceded thirty three percent of Australia's runs. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit of a juggling act for the whole tournament if they're going to be not picking Ashton Agar is finding that balance for their fifth bowler because it, wor- it worked against uh, the South Africans, but it certainly didn't work against the. Sri Lankans, uh, Stoinis, three overs for 35 runs. Maxwell, one over for 16 runs. So, hmm. yeah, massive, massive dramas there. Outside of that, our bowling bowling attack did really well. Stark picked up two. Hazelwood was miserly. 
Uh, Pat Cummins picked up two. He's a little expensive at eight and a half and over, but that's still pretty good going. And then Zampa yeah. again, uh, two for 12 off four overs. Um, I think Max uh, Zampa is the key in our bowling attack. Mm. If Zampa keeps doing like this, Australia are in a good position to really make some noise in the tournament. Yeah, just so hard to get away. Well, they clearly targeted Stoinis and, and, and Max. Oh, and as you would, you've got you the, have every <laughs> team to be recognising that the pressure is yeah. Australia's fifth yeah. bowler. So when um, when Maxwell and when Stoinis come on, yeah, you, you've got to go hard at them. If they give you opportunity, you you've got to make them. You've got to capitalise on that. And likewise, they they probably will be thinking that they might pick up a couple of wickets as well. Yeah, yeah. really turn it turn the tables on them. So to be fair, I don't think Stoinis bowled particularly badly. He, mm. They just went after him. Like, it's just kind of a hittable pace, I think. <laughs> he comes onto the bat. Does he really have a change of pace? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's 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 worked it out. But mm. um, but yeah, just didn't quite execute. And obviously, the the, the impetus was there to go after him. Uh, when we get to the batting side of things, uh, what would have really made Justin Langer smile? David Warner, sixty-five off forty-two. Uh, no sixes in that. It was just clean hitting from Warner. And uh, Aaron Finch, 37 off 23. Yeah, so a striker at 160. Mm. Good, good job, Cap. Yeah. Um, five fours, two sixes in that. Oh, I, I'm not going to hide from it. I, th- I thought Aaron Finch was cooked. I still think he is cooked. <laughs> I think that uh, he's, in all honesty, we're going to see more of the South African Aaron Finch than the... Sri Lankan one. That's just what my head say. Mm. But if this is Aaron Finch turning a corner and we can eke out half a dozen more games out of him like that, again, it's going to go a long way to Australia getting deep into this tournament. So hopefully, hopefully, the 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 pessimist in me is wrong and Aaron Finch has got a a bit of a renaissance in him to get us through the tournament because we're going to need it. We're going to need some some power hitting up front. Um, didn't quite get the job done today, going the whole way through, but got us off to a fantastic start. And then again, finished off by uh, Smith and Stoinis. Smith, 28 off 26, just kept the innings nicely going together. Stoinis yeah. came out, bang, bang, bang. Mm. Some boundaries crossed the line, two from two. Yeah, uh, Pretty good for our net run rate, 17 overs it took us to get it all in. So got to be yeah. happy with that start from the Australians. Well done. Well done to the boys. Yep, that second one is, is particularly um, convincing, isn't it? They're starting to look strong. Yeah, very much so. It is against one of the nations that had big question marks over them coming in. So I don't think we need to – we shouldn't be counting our eggs before they hatch. We've got a big, big test coming up um, Sunday morning at 1 o'clock in the morning here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're playing England, and England have decimated teams. Yeah. yeah. So well, far, I've seen their net run rate. <laughs> <laughs> They're all – so They knocked over the West Indies for – what was it, like 60, 60 runs. Oh, wow. Uh, then they had another big win. Who was their other win against? Yeah, but their their team's just full of big hitters and great bowlers. Bangladesh. So Bangladesh was the other side. They they knocked over, knocked yeah. them over, or nine for one hundred and twenty four, and they were two wickets down in the fourteenth over, chasing it down. So huge. England have been looking very strong. The other side that has been looking phenomenal has been Pakistan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. India. Absolutely socked India in the mouth. The first time Pakistan's beaten India in a World Cup. Right. Yeah. So they've broken their World Cup duck. 
Yep. 10-wicket victory. Uh, the the ball that Shaheen Chahafridi gave to Kale Rahul was phenomenal. Oh, wasn't it a cracker? It was so good. That could, opening spell of his. Could be quite telling. And then they went against New Zealand and... Like it was, I think it was. You're looking at the scorecard. It looks closer than what it was. Uh, 134 for for eight, and then Pakistan chased it down in the 19th over, five wickets down. But I, I don't think really at any point Pakistan looked that troubled. Uh, I mean, New Zealand did a phenomenal job defending what was definitely an under par target. So they're again, they're going to be that side that are never out of the game. I just. Yeah, it just never seemed like there was just enough momentum to look like New Zealand were really ever going to pull that out. Mm. And I think a really big thing out of that is is going to be the next game between New Zealand and India because they sort of lucked into a bit of a, a bit of a friendly draw. I mean, you look at uh, the Australian pool, you've got uh, England, uh, South Africa, West Indies, uh, Australia, and then you have Sri Lanka and Bangladesh. Because Scotland Ooh. got that upset win against Bangladesh, they topped their pool. Yeah. So, And then Sri Lanka topped their pool. So you would imagine that had the results gone the way it was supposed to, you'd have a test nation in Sri Lanka in the Australian pool and a test nation in Bangladesh in the Indian-Pakistan pool. Yeah. And then the, the associate nation, so, well, I shouldn't say that. Ireland would have been expected to come out of that. But the next one's yeah. down, so Ireland and... Um, Scotland would have then filtered in mm. to giving, uh, but as it stands, so, some lazy sports journo as well is like, yeah, group A, group of death, well, group of death every time, every but, time. But it, it kind of is because you've got Bangladesh and Sri Lanka, who are both formidable T uh, Twenty teams. Yeah. Are in that, there's no real easy. Oh, yeah, I know what they mean, but it's, it's just it's been done so much yeah. in, the, in the soccer world and the, the football World Cup. And then you go and look over the um, other side and what. I mean, I've been burnt once the dismissing dismissing them, but you'd have to imagine that um, India, Pakistan, and New Zealand aren't looking at Namibia and Scotland with a great deal of anxiety. No. They're going to be thinking that. But, that, but you've you've underestimated the Namibians before. before. I know, um, I know. But we're looking at that. <laughs> you would expect those three yeah. nations to beat those bottom three nations. Yes. Which means then that the loser out of India and New Zealand are probably the ones that are going to get eliminated mm. out of the pool. Because, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting format, isn't it? Because they've, they've, they've only got the two groups and only two from each group qualify. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, I think it's the top two. So, yeah, so they're just like groups if you don't make the top two. Yeah. And, and then what, just like a round-robin from the four that remain? I think that would be you go into your semifinals after yeah, that. Yeah, semifinals sort yeah. of. I, I, so, don't, I don't think you can afford to lose many games in the World Cup, unfortunately. Well, certainly not in um, in Group A. I think maybe, maybe you might be able to drop one in Group I thought B. there might have been like a, a quarterfinal kind of setup, but, you know, four from each group. But, oh, I suppose uh, the calendar is getting shorter and shorter in international cricket, so. Yeah, I guess so. It's, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's going get to be in, a massive game, massive game between India and New Zealand. So a replay of the World Cup semi-final, which New Zealand got the upper hand of, and that's going to be big, big, big game. Because if if the results play out how they should be expected to, the loser of that game will be eliminated. Because you'd expect, yeah, you'd expect Pakistan, New Zealand, and India to knock out. Yeah. Those other three, Afghanistan. Yeah, you think they're getting so. a bit of a rivalry actually, New Zealand and India. You 
I think it's the but thing with India being that the prominent nation there, they've got a rival with everyone. Everyone wants to take down yeah, take but, down India. But, but, the, but, but the Kiwis know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so do Pakistan uh, just, now, apparently. <laughs> just, yeah, they're just candy, candy, they're a candy nation, sports-wise. And, yeah, before we move on to our next point, we can't go past uh, just how much the Namibians have, have made us look foolish. Um, okay. Coming through the, the the group stages, got through to the Super Twelve, and then now taken down Scotland as well, and it has been been phenomenal, phenomenal work from them. Mm-hmm. They knocked over Scotland, who's looked very good, beat Bangladesh for 109, chased it down, um, and they've got some really big contributors in that side. So um, David Vies, he's been batting and bowling awesome for them, taking wickets, scoring heaps of tough runs. Yep. Uh, Trumpelman as well. He got three for seventeen in the last game. He's been doing. They've all been really contributing across the board. They've just never seemed over. Other than that first game against Sri Lanka, they've just haven't seemed overawed by the situation. So maybe they just had their. That's their nervous. That was their nervous. Yeah. Entry yeah, into yeah. the World Cup, and then they've got that out of the way. They've gone all right. That that sucked. Let's not do that again. Are these guys used to being on TV? Is there a standout player that they they might be an outlier assigned for the BBL or something like that? David Vies is an ex South African representative. Ah, yes. Uh, So he was. He's sort of the. He's the talismanic player of that lineup. Does Does he captain the side? Uh, Yeah. Uh, No, Gerhard Erasmus captains the side. Right. David Vies is there, the linchpin. Yeah. Okay. Of both their bowling and batting. So oh, yeah. uh, he but a bit of a Heath streak kind of figure. But he, <laughs> he comes in at he's yeah. coming in at five, so it's not like he's up the top early. He's finishing off innings and he's bowling the tough overs. So yeah. I personally hope they keep going. I hope they upset a couple more of these sides. Yeah, yeah. why not? We all love I think what this says we as well a, we love an upset. Is this is why what cricket should really be looking at expanding their tournaments, not shrinking them down. Oh, definitely. Because how great are these Cinderella stories? Yeah, especially in the T20s. Uh, right. I still think in the ODIs as well. I think the, the obvious step now is these these nations that are. You know, I would think if you if you're the ICC, there's a vested interest in them playing longer on longer cricket. Oh yeah. yeah. So especially because it, the more interest these other nations have, it builds the builds it up and makes it more profitable for the rest of yeah. the countries. Mm. So getting them into playing 50 overs and quali- trying to qualify for the 50 over World Cup. And the 50 over World Cup needs to be more inclusive to have yeah. these Cinderella moments. Like we, we all remember the the 2015 World Cup in Australia and Afghanistan getting their first tournament win against Scotland and just how what a spectacle that was. Yeah. And and now there's just and, and there's. It's been said quite a lot by Irish and um, and Dutch nationals. What's the point of playing fifty over cricket if only you know ten sides are making it through? It makes it nearly impossible for us yeah. to qualify. Mm. Which is which is a bit disappointing. Those Cinderella moments are the things that, you, that, that that's yeah. why you you play sport, especially sport if, especially or... at the Olympics or World Cups or big group yeah, tournaments yeah. like that. It's just yeah, it creates amazing moments. Like the, the Dwayne Lever Rock, you just can't go past that. I know we yeah. go on about it all the time, but yeah, yeah. just the, the uh, dancing. I think <laughs> that's great, and I think that uh, the ICC yeah. needs to be prepared to just cop it on the chin. Maybe not have as much stuff, or you know, tell the BCCI, you know. 
You can't have the IPL whenever you want because all of us. Well, that's another big thing too. They've just announced that the IPL is going to have two expansion sides, so that's only going to get bigger and longer as well. Yeah, which is going to cut into. Well, they can have world it. cricket. Just, you know, you can't send your best blood. Wouldn't you want to play for your country? Well, I would imagine. Like we've had this conversation a few times. We won't go into it yeah. too much, but it. It's all right for people like Steve Smith and Ben Stokes and Joe Root and you know, Quinn and Cock and those guys who are all paid quite handsomely to go, yeah. oh, I'll just play for my country. But if you're playing for – if you're Mujibur Rahman who's playing for um, – Maruchi Duran and Nine. Who's playing for Afghanistan or Sandy Glamashane, for example, yeah. who's playing for Nepal, who'd be earning – like he'd earn more money – Playing in an IPL than he would ever would playing for his nation, oh, or played from the West Indies, uh, yeah, or yeah, Bangladesh. Yeah. Those guys, those guys, probably what uh, Shakib Alassane was earning the better part of two million US dollars for an IPL a couple of years ago. There's no way that he'd be getting paid that for yeah. several years playing for Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah. So. It's all well and good to say, you know, they should just want to play for their country, but at the end of the time, where not all of them are India, England, yeah. Australia that have yeah, yeah. lots of disposable income, so they're all paid handsomely. So there is that balancing act. I, I would, I would like to see really prominent Australian and English people, to be to be fair, setting the example and going, no, 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 this clashes with important, especially Test cricket, important Test dates, and I'm a Test cricketer. And that's what I grew up wanting to be, and so I'm not going to be taking part in the second half of this tournament. But you know, that's that's going down another rabbit hole that we've 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 you do, you explored. Do, you do see that in the BBL quite quite often, actually. Players come out and they're like, "Oh, we're going to play till this date," and then I'm off for. Yeah, it's because it doesn't have the same financial impact yeah, on them. Yeah, and I believe yeah. the IPL to protect against those players coming in and out has a, they've got. Things in their contract that says they can't do that. Once they're there, they've oh, okay. um, got to they've got to see it through. They can't yeah. just they can't go in knowing that they're, they're you're going to be unavailable. You're going to be unavailable. You're here. You're, you know, there's nothing stopping them from leaving. It just means that they're then going to be <laughs> um, not not paid. Just lock and, them in the back of a truck. <laughs> they're not going to be paid for the time that they um, that they miss, and they might be less desirable come the next IPL option. Yeah. Um, and all right, so I think that does that's our, our World Cup as it stands so far. Some moves and shakers, obviously, being England and Pakistan. Uh, Australia is you know, it's wobbled to looking somewhere mildly prominent. It's going to be a big, big test against England, uh, on uh, Sunday morning. I, I hope we do not make ourselves look so silly. Oh, if we, imagine if we can get a, a win in the group stages against England. That would go a long way to making sure that we play semi-final yeah. in the oh, World Cup. I think they'll be up for it. They've got a point to prove. Exactly. I think so too. I think the English a- are pretty uh, pretty uppity about how they play T20s. They're very snooty. Yeah. <laughs> snooty is a word. Yeah. They, and they've, they've earned that right. They've been one of the best one-day limited overs teams for a couple of years now, so they've certainly earned the right to be schnooty. Exactly, so it's going but to be... it doesn't, it doesn't uh, motivate us any less. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> it's never acceptable to lose against England, is yeah. what Justin Langer said in that test documentary. So, <laughs> yes, but as, um, after we lost to England. 5-0. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was it. It was like you all played hard, you played well, you can hang your head and you know, you don't have to hang your heads in shame, you've put in, but just remember it's never acceptable to lose to England, so <laughs> we gotta work harder. And yeah, I think this Australian side is rounding nicely into into form, especially if Finch and Warner uh are finding form. That mm. goes a long way to solidifying what we're trying to do. I think our bowlers will take care of themselves. Yeah. Uh, our main four bowlers, uh, Cummins, Stark, Zamps, and Hazelwood, they're going to do a great job. Yeah. And I just think it's the balancing act of finding which bowler is going on the day and what the uh, the conditions suit out of Maxwell, Marsh, and Stoyness. Mm. That's the big key. We can get four overs out of those three that aren't ridiculously expensive. And so far, we're, we're 50-50. We've gotten four overs out of them that's been amazing and then four overs out of them that's been pretty average. So if we can, sh- if we can shorten that gap so it's not either amazing or average and we can actually just get decent overs out of them, goes a long way, and then we just need the, uh, the top order to keep firing. Yeah. Definitely. Keep that going and maybe we can give England a fair shake. Yeah. I hope so. And by the looks of things, giving them a fair shake to earn the right to get absolutely trounced by Pakistan because that team is looking like fire at the moment. Go on, straight down the throat of first slips. Thought we'd finish off this episode with, well, by the time I've got around to it, it's it's old hat news by now, but it's it's big news in the, the scheme of things for the Australian summer. Yep. And that is that the talismanic hero of English cricket has made himself available for the Ashes series, that's right. Ben Stokes has uh, uh, taken some time away from the game. He's let his injured finger heal. He's got himself right mentally. Uh, he's back. He says he's ready for Australia and the challenge of the Ashes. So Ben Stokes comes into the squad mm. and will be uh, you know, some really welcome reinforcements for Joe Root and the rest of the English side. A good day for England and a good day for cricket. A bad day for Australia. <laughs> Well, um, we, we've beaten them with Ben Stokes before. Yeah, I think I think if we beat them with Ben Stokes, it will be more satisfying as well. Yes. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like you won't have the, oh, well, you know, our star player wasn't there. Um, uh, I think one thing for Australia is we're, we're coming off a really horrid run of home series, especially considering we didn't play well against India and they had a lot of sides out. Yeah, we already, even with the side that England had picked, couldn't take England, uh, underestimate England. We just didn't have the form in the bank to go, yeah, it's, don't worry about it, we'll flog them. It's not a problem. We needed to, uh, well, that's the attitude we've got because we should. The side that they've got doesn't look yeah. like it's going to have the penetration that they need on paper. But yeah. as we know, cricket's not played on paper. But now with paper, the, It's played on grass. Now with the addition of Ben Stokes, huh? I think Australia are still comfortable favourites, but there's just that, that nagging feeling now that, you know, with Ben Stokes, they could pull off just about anything. So if there's yeah. a game, if they've got a couple of games in the balance, Ben Stokes is that player that, uh, you know, you're looking at his overall career and he's got a, a batting average in the mid-30s uh, mid and a bowling average in the mid-30s. I'm like, there's nothing really that special about Ben Stokes overall. He's just a big, big game he's player. He's a big moment player. And if there's if Australia is in a position where the, the, the game is on a knife's edge, which... Let's face it, with the fact that some of our players are underdone and England are coming over here and they've got, you know, plenty of intent about what they're going about. You know, Joe Root's in the form of his life. Ollie Robinson's looking like a really great find. Then you've got Ben Stokes in that mix that just 
helps sway some momentum. Mm. He'll be probably the only player that Australia have got real worries about. I don't think they're particularly worried about Joe Root. I think they've got his number in Australia a few times. They obviously respect him as a player, and they yeah. know that if they don't execute their plans, mm. uh, it's going to be big problems. But they've they've played very well against Joe Root even in England. He had a really poor ashes over there. Yeah. In 2019, so I think like they'll be respecting what Joe Root can do, but I don't think they necessarily are intimidated by Joe Root because they've they've had the wood over him for a while. But Ben Stokes is a player they'll be looking at going. We you know we can't let this guy have a big series. Yeah, well, I mean he he broke out in Australia, big hundred at Perth when he was 20, 20 even twenty. You know, he was young, maybe twenty one, maybe not even twenty. Red headed Kiwi coming over to Perth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, somehow he survived. <laughs> um, he, 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 when he did come out though, he didn't look anything special, but you sort of watched him play and he got a bit more well, I don't think he looks... air about him, mm. but like he's one of those guys, he will, he can take a game away from you so quickly. Yeah. As we can um, see, like half a session. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. You know, one hour, fifteen yeah. overs. Yeah, which different game. Yeah, we, totally. Mm. But yeah, it, it, it's a big, big inclusion for England. Absolutely, I do think this uh, means that the the fact they haven't picked Parkinson is an even bigger loss because now that you you'll you'll have four quicks and you don't compromise your batting lineup. They will play three quicks and Ben Stokes, so there'll be four genuine bowlers. And there'll be a, six genuine batsmen. <clears throat> uh, well, as close yeah. to batsmen as you can get. None of the English batsmen on the outside of route have really been firing, but they'll have specialist batsmen filling those roles. They won't have to go with the inclusion of someone like a Wokes as an all-rounder or you know, fatten out their bowling lineup to make sure they've got enough options. So I think it's a really good opportunity. They could have picked a really attacking leg spinner in, in Parkinson, knowing that yeah. if he's not... Like if he's going the distance, you can pull him out and you've still got four quicks to rotate through mm. and Joe Root to give you a little bit. And I think you're just going to offer more than than Jack Leach. And, and as we've seen, okay, uh, Ravi Ashwin is an exception, but typically spinners don't come over here and do well. I just think you need to show a bit more impetus as a bowler than just, oh, I'm just going to bowl dot balls. Because yeah. you just, I, I don't think Jack Leach is the type of bowler that's going to, to trouble the Went Australians. Past the outside edge. And... And, and I think at some point to play that holding role, there needs to be a, there needs to be a level of intimidation or a level of respect mm. to not go up. Like if you want to play that holding role, then you need to be doing a job where they're not just going to look at you and go, well, I'm having all of this. And I don't know how Jack Leach is going to go doing that job in Australia. He's not a big turner of the ball. He doesn't really use a lot of bounce. Uh, I, I think that he's maybe going to be a little out of his depth. Yeah. And the same with Don Best. Don, Don Best is even worse because at least Jack Reach, you know, is going to do a job for you, whereas Don Best can do a job but can quite easily give you, you know, half a dozen to or ten balls in a spell that are just rank horrible balls that they just get flayed for four. Yeah. When all the good work he does for the rest of the spell is undone because you're looking at the end of his five overs and he's gone for 24 runs, which is... Plenty in a test match. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's got to, they've got to at least have a leg spinner in the squad. And so um, I, I think it's a really big opportunity. They could have gone hyper-attacking with that. And you go with Anderson, who's, you know, let's face it, Anderson's job in Australia is to going to be don't get hit for runs, nag around that fifth stump line 
fourth this stump line. If you get any movement with a kookaburra, then awesome. Um, same with broad. Broad's going to be a similar sort of role. Maybe you can use the bouncer a bit more, but again, he's like he's not going to get the same prestigious movement that he got with the Duke ball in England. So his job is going to be mm. nagging line length. Ollie Robinson, again, nagging line length. He can bowl that heavy ball, that heavy bouncer. He's probably got a little more attacking in him. Mm. But again, he's more of a Hazelwood, and Hazelwood is that line and length control, the run rate sort of bowler. And then yeah. you've got the same thing out of Wokes. So the only real genuine, I'm going to mess your day up bowler that they've got is Stokes, and Stokes isn't going to have a heavy bowling load. Yeah, mm. I don't know. And they're bringing Mark Wood as well. Oh, yeah, and Mark Wood is another yeah. one. But I, see, Australians can deal with out and out pace. And I just don't think that Mark Wood is a quality pace bowler. Like he's, a, he's, like, he's a good pace bowler. But I just – he's just quick. Yeah. Whereas someone like Joffre Archer was deceptively quick and could do things with the bouncer. ball and had a great bouncer. Yeah. And, I, and I think Mark Wood, like his test average speaks for itself. He's a bowler in England. Yeah, it's a bit of a stop-start career, but he's got a pretty ordinary average. And, yeah, he's going to be quick and bouncy out here, but we've seen quick and bouncy forever. Yeah. And I just don't think he offers enough with the ball outside of sheer pace. So I don't expect him to be super effective over here. But again, yeah. so he'd be one of the other players in that can maybe yeah. bully Australians uh, with pace. I'm thinking I'm thinking England uh, I think they think they're thinking they'll come out and just nag away. They'll bore us out. Yeah. Well, I think that, that's, that's what they got. Like with with the, the the squad they've picked, that's that's got to be their strategy. And I think go it, two runs and over all day. And I think their plan initially was to be that aggressive go-getters in Australia, but they've just had too many injuries to the bowlers that can do that. Yeah. Uh, which is why I think if you're going to have – because you have to imagine that Broad, Anderson, Robinson and Wokes is probably going to be the bowlers they're going to pick from. Yeah. So they're going to have Leach in there. So I imagine that they'll have – Broad, Anderson, Ollie Robinson. They're going to be their, their first three. Stokes will play the all-rounder. And you, so you've got three bowlers that are just going to be doing that nagging, controlling the width, line the length, playing the patient game. If you do something wrong, we're going to take the catches and the slips. And I think that's a perfect opportunity then to attack with the spin, mm. uh, which is why, I, especially after the season that Matt Parkinson's had, I really thought that was an option to get him in early, especially at the Gabba where we know Warren's had a great deal of success utilising the bounce and, you know, if it seems it spins, get him in early, see if you can get a, a foothold in the series. The Australians have got uh, quite a deficiency playing against spin unless their name is Steve Smith or Marnus Labuschagne. And when you know that you've got, all right, the Australians got hold of him in, early in the first innings, Let's pull him out. Let's just go back to plan A, which was coming in, chipping away the length with the bowls that we've got, and then, you know, take a few wickets and then maybe we bring Parkinson uh, back even in. Even if he bowls the occasional ranked ball, I, I, I know that we play uh, test as a high standard, but Stewie McGill took a couple of wickets with some really ranked balls. Hmm. Like, <laughs> to have it, like, just the, the occasional licorice all, all sorts will get you a breakthrough. You'll buy a wicket. And then that's what I mean. And it's just it's just a point of difference. And I think by going Jack Leach, who I imagine is going to be their first choice spin option, you've just got we the way their careers have panned out, you're going to have Broad and Anderson playing largely defensive roles, and then Leach, your spinner, is playing a defensive role. And then you've got 
the burden of really punching through the Australian lineup is going to fall down to Stokes and Robinson. And I like Ollie Robinson. I think he's a fantastic cricketer. Mm. But I just don't see yeah. him having that same. Yeah. I don't think he's going to carry that attack all on his own. So. Mm. It's it's an, uh, just that yeah I really I thought they missed the trick not picking Parkinson to begin with and now that you can pick four quicks without sabotaging your batting lineup I think it's enough it's just mate it's compounded that even more mm. but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good series that England are gonna be really buoyed by this they they're only f- gonna be feeling that they're you know they're a puncher's chance already yeah. mm. Australia's coming in underdone haven't played a lot of cricket, and then they've got Ben Stokes back. And just the feeling of having Ben Stokes back in that side is going to do yeah. wonders for that side. Yeah, yeah totally. just the confidence knowing that, yeah, there's a guy who can change the game batting at five. And I think, too, it shores up that middle order a lot so Joe Root doesn't have to, you know, be sitting there going, if this guy I'm in with gets out, then we're going to be all out in an hour and a half. Yeah. I know that Stokes is behind me and Stokes is going to get the job done and just sort of lets Joe concentrate on what he's doing a little more yeah, because there were points in that Indian series where Joe Root basically had to come to the crease and farm the strike because the mm. the English middle order was so fragile. It this does feel a whole lot because because they'll go uh, they'll go they'll Burns and Hamid now, and then they'll go Milan at three. I imagine then you go Root, Stokes, four and five, yep. and then you will have your pick of number six. So you'll have Pope, you'll have um, Bearstow, uh, Lawrence. Yeah. Probably one of those ones. Yeah. And then Butler will be your wicketkeeper at seven. Yeah. And it's also got a lot more sort of left-right-hand combinations in the partnerships as well. That yeah. It kind of, yeah, it's a big, big difference. Right. I think, uh, yeah, so Australia, I still think Australia's got their, well, I think they're comfortably in front. They should beat this English side. I still don't think they genuinely have the attack to take 20 wickets mm. in the Australian conditions. But... We needed to respect them before, and I think, yeah, just the psychological edge of having Ben Stokes in that side is yeah. one thing, and then the actual, what he's actually going to bring to the table as a cricketer is another. So yeah. England have got a lot more dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's going to make gonna, it a hell of a series. So they're, they're going to have to really get their skates on when they get back from the UAE because the large bulk of the Australian lineup is, well, the key moves and shakers anyway are over there, so they're going to have to get themselves acquitted to playing long-form cricket very, very quickly. So I'm not yeah. sure what plans they've got in place for those for those players to get back in, whether it's to filter into their shield teams and play some shield cricket or they've, they're doing a little mini training camp. But uh, they're going to need some long-form cricket under their belt because you know, this England side is firming into a legitimate challenger more and more every day. Well, that'll bring our 93rd episode to a close. It's been great having you both here. It's been a while. Feels like it's been a long while. It's nice to be back for a change. (laughs) It's great. So uh, we'll get that all out of the way. We've got some big, big World Cup games happening in between now and the next episode. We've got plenty of shield cricket going on. There's three matches happening at the moment. Some movers and shakers in there, especially that around uh, Australian Test selection putting their hands up. So we'll have a chat about that in our next episode. And uh, we might even... I won't even do a local cricket heroes, depending on how our first weekend of cricket goes. We haven't done a local cricket hero in a while. Yeah, mm. it's in the the front of our minds. <laughs> There'd be quite a few, I reckon, we can think of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so our summer is now getting underway, so we're super happy about that. So wish us luck. Good luck to you, Gary, in your 
Oh yeah. In your game for as captain, and good luck to you. Oh, yeah. Well, Glenn is we're debuting yeah. for our new club. Yeah, yeah, we won already. That's right. Oh, that's right. Sorry, Yay, I forgot. Yeah, we won. Now the team pulled out. Yeah. So oh well, yeah. Good luck at the pub. You come watch us play. I actually might. <laughs> <laughs> then clap you off the field in your red back skin. <laughs> uh, so that'll do us for another episode. Stay tuned for episode 94. We will go back in through our nervous 90s, check out what Slats and Tugger were up to and if there's any big scores they nearly had but not quite. World Cup, Sheffield Shield, all the big cricket news coming your way. Bye for now. See you guys. Bye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.